Welcome to the NRL.com preview podcast. My name is Chris Kennedy. Jamie Soward is with me to discuss the Gold Coast Titans. Soward, thank you for being here. No worries, CK. Uh, this is probably the most hyped, talked about off-season the Titans have ever had since their inception back in 2007, I would say. I think you're probably right. A lot of positivity around the Titans, a lot of hype. Are you on the Titans hype train? I am, but I'm very, very wary. Uh, in my notes, I wrote hype versus reality. Um, yeah, this is a team that has recruited really, really well. Tino Fasumala Awi, Dave Fafida, Herman SASA, you know, win six out of their last seven last year. Everything points towards an upward trend for the Titans this year. Justin Holbrook's shown that he can succeed on the Gold Coast um, and, and get those players playing right. What does it look like if they come out and go 0-2? You know, what does it look like if they can't get David Fafita into the game? Um, it's a lot of money to pay a back rower if you haven't got a half in Ash Taylor who's been in the top three or four halves in the game uh, in terms of getting his back rower into it. So uh, still some questions there, but I'm looking forward to seeing them play. I think that they'll, um, they'll be successful this year based on their start. This is the, this is the most – the team that needs the, the best start this year is the Titans. Yeah, for sure. Before we get into the impact that those recruits are going to have, let's talk about their finish to last year and how much we can read into it because they looked really, really good. They, they were quite poor at the start of the year and then they were kind of a bit up and down through the middle of the year and then they finished like an absolute freight train, but they didn't really beat any good teams. They were all bottom eight teams except for the Knights in round 20 and the Knights were pretty bad in that game. Um, so as good as the Titans work, can we read into much of it until they start beating your you know, Storm, Roosters, South type clubs? CK, you're 100% right. I think that, you know, it's, we've seen with the Bulldogs the last couple of years, you know, that they win three or four out of the last five and the, everyone comes, oh, the Bulldogs, this, you know, and then they come out round one and stink it up and got beat, you know, 40 mil. So, um, yeah, I, I think that there, there can be some, you know, question for concern there. Looking at the start to their draw this year, this is – if they are genuine, there's three winnable games in Warriors, Broncos, and, and Cowboys. Like that doesn't get any better. They could be three and zero on top of the ladder, and the hype train could be running through, pretty much down to Sydney. Um, everyone will be booking their grand final tickets. But you need to beat the quality teams. You know, they, then they play the Raiders. Um, winning games at home are going to be important. The, the draw is favourable for them. Uh, I think they only play South Sydney in round seven, and then. The Panthers in round ten. They've only got three top eight teams in the in the first ten weeks. So um, interesting to interesting to see how all that goes. When it's all when you start on zero, it's fine to be playing good footy at the end. CK when your season's done, when you start on zero, that's when the pressure's really on. What about these these roster changes? They they do lose Jai Arrow, who's an Origin forward, but Tino Fasolamalala. Malawi, who you uh, mentioned, comes in. He had a, a fantastic uh, 2020, made his origin debut. David Fafita, who I thought was a, a real handful in that trial, and we've seen what he can do um, in his young career to date. SASA, uh, even you know Paddy Herbert's a good young player out in the centres, and Sam McIntyre, a pretty highly rated young forward coming up as well. And, and probably important to mention too, last year on their books they had you know Shannon Boyd, who who pretty much didn't play due to injury. Ryan James, who didn't play due to injury. Um, Bryce Cartwright on a big deal. They weren't getting, you know, value for money out of. So um, in terms of their their roster, they haven't just brought good players in, but it's much more, uh, I guess, balanced and they're going to get more value out of what they've got there. That's exactly right. Um, there's still, you know, Moeta Fodawaka, 
Uh, he was he was good. What does he look like now that the big dogs you know, have been recruited around him? Can we get the best out of him? You know, or was he just the best in a team that wasn't performing well? I think that Tino is an upgrade from Jai Arrow. I, I rate Tino uh, further along than what Jai Arrow is. Jared Wallace, you know, does he wind back the the clock to the sort of you know off that bench role or starting role? Um, they need some consistency out of their number nine. That's what the Titans need. Yeah. Uh, if they can get that out of their number nine, Fogarty and uh, Ash Taylor can provide good ball. And sometimes it's getting your back rower inside inside of, of the halfback and saying, right, here you go, David, go and have a run. Go and skip across and let's all support the ball and stuff like that. I think Patrick Herbert's a really, really good pickup. They've been skinny in the outside backs the last couple of years. And then the, the question that we talk about every year, where does Tyrone Peachy fit into this? Does he come on and just roam around the middle? Is he a 13? Is he a 14? Is he a six? Is he so all those all those questions, there's still a long way to go for the Titans to get it all right. I know that everyone's excited. I'm excited too because we want the Titans to succeed. Gold Coast is a great place to go and play, but um, recent form and recent years would say that, yeah, the hype versus reality is is a real question this year. Let's talk about the halves a little bit because Ash Taylor's a guy who um, I think we've all known for a long time just how much talent he's got. I remember covering a junior Kangaroos game up on the Gold Coast, Gold Coast, whether it was five or six years ago, before he'd made his NRL debut, and he absolutely tore up the the junior Kiwis. Um, he's he's sort of been up and down. He's looked like at times he wasn't enjoying his footy. I, I really just liked seeing him with that bounce back in his step last year. And I feel like Fogarty was a good four for him, taking the seven role, letting Ash, you know, free him up to, to play six and focus on his own game a bit more. And then Fogarty himself, a guy who's plugged away at carpet at Burley and he's at Wentworth Field in the Paris system for a while, just a little bit like Cody Walker finally gets a chance and then uh, makes the most of it. I think Fogarty was the perfect foil for uh, Ash Taylor and he had re- Ash had really good success with uh, Tyron Roberts as well. You know, a guy that can just can take control. And I think the thing with Fogarty is we saw his consistency last year. He, he's had to wait a long time for his opportunity, but he's probably um, not appreciated a lot more. But once he got in there, he looked like an NRL player. He'd done the hard yards, whereas sometimes as a half, you you mature as you get older, of course. But everyone wants the the next Nathan Cleary. Yeah, you know, 18, bang, come in, head on your shoulders, bang, you know, we'll, we'll just kick to a corner and understand it all. I think Ash really struggled with that balance of what that looks like, what the next kicking to a corner and preparing for the next 10 minutes looks like. You know, where are we in that kind of the game? Had tri-assist. If you go back, I think the last three years, he's probably got like 50, 50 tri-assists when he's played. Like he's played really, really well in patches, but he just hasn't had – full 80 minute games where you come off the field or you go, you know, we, we get in on a Monday and I go, CK, did you see Ash Taylor play on the weekend? It was like, did you see Ash Taylor throw that ball? Yeah. But I didn't really see him for the next 60 minutes. You know, like he's got that X factor about him. I think Fogarty or Fogarty, beg your pardon, is the, is the perfect fall for him. What about at number nine? Justin Holbrook has uh, let Nathan Peets go, decided he was surplus to requirements. We saw Aaron Clark get a few chances last year, but it looks like they're they're going with Mitch Rain to start the season. He's a guy who's got a lot of experience. He's been in first grade for, I think, 10, just over 10 years. Mm-hmm. Um, really reliable defender. Can get out of dummy half, reasonably crisp service. Not probably going to win you too many games on his own, but won't lose you uh, any by the, by the same token. Is he going to be the right fit for them? Yes, yes, and no. I think at stages, yes, you know, he's, he's running games dangerous, haven't played with Rainey. You know, his service is good and, and 
you know, like all those things you said are all true, but you know, is he, is he, when Ash Taylor's been handled on the left-hand side and Fogarty's been handled on the right and they just can't get anything going, can Rain step up without overplaying his hand and, and be able to create some opportunities for that? And I don't know if we've seen that enough from, from the Gold Coast Titans is usually Ash is on and, and they all the chips go into Ash. But to be a balanced team, like you look at the Melbourne Storm, Jerome Hughes is one of the most underrated players ever, not just in the NRL, ever. Because he goes about his business and it's like, oh, Jerome Hughes has two try assists, a 40-20, and I think he backed up and passed and scored a try. Like, that's that's how you balance it. And then Munster gets man in the match. Like, that's how you do it sort of thing. So both both halves need to be doing it. And then Cameron Smith was there as well, but he's putting them all in position. I just want to make sure that Rain can put them in position and give them the ball when they need it versus just throwing it, you know, much like I talked about the Broncos and Milford, just throwing the ball to Ash and saying, righto, you know, do a banana kick and try and get us a try. I think that there has to be a balance in your spine of, of understanding what and where and why we need stuff. Obviously, the, the fourth member of that all-important spine, AJ Brimson, probably not a huge coincidence that Titans started getting a lot better once he came back from injury last year, was just tearing it up from the back, breaking, I think, multiple line breaks per game, pretty much averaging more than a line break per game once he hit form and, and a very well-deserved origin debut at the end of the year. If he's fit, the whole year and we think he's going to be back from that foot injury for, for round one and certainly won't miss much footy if not um, having him from basically the start of the year is going to be massive as well. He's a gun man. He, he's a gun like speed strength supports the ball, finishes tries like he's everything that you want in a fullback uh, and he's young so he's still learning but uh, again you know that there's going to be some important combinations that have to take place there and he needs to stay fit. He's, a, he's had a couple of injuries already, so, but he is a gun. He, he could be their best player, you know, every year for the next five, six years. You think he's someone like he doesn't get a lot of assists. He does. He gets very few line break assists or try assists. He's almost a throwback to sort of your, your Brett Hodgson style fullback. Who's just always supporting, you know, breaks the line evasive, hard to handle, but does, he's not the Billy Slater style or even Darius Boyd style, you know, ball playing fullback yet. And I'm not saying he can't develop that or, or won't develop it, but um, is that something he needs to worry about at this stage of his career? Um. It's a great point because we haven't really talked about it, but I mean, is the game going away from that? Is the game going away from a Darius Boyd, 23 try assists, you know, out the back, out the back, three on two? Like the, with, the, with the game being so fast and more opportunities than six again, if you support the ball and you can score 15 tries and set up five, it's just as good. Yeah, it's probably just as good because in those five tries that you scored, you probably got a couple of line break where you're on the end of it as well. So um, I think that the way that they're going to have to play this year is, is a lot of him supporting the ball off of feeder and, and Tino and, and SASA and making sure that when they've got momentum that the big boys just go bang, bang, bang through the numbers and then have Brimson support the ball and Fogarty and Ash go, right, we don't need to – put our stamp on the game right now we can just support the ball and we're going to get up there and um, take yourself out to be able to finish a set to, to keep that momentum up I think that's going to be important for the Titans and and obviously you know with AJ he doesn't need to set up tries he's just involved just be yeah. involved I don't I, I think the game's going away from Slater changed it but with all the rule changes I don't know if we're ever going to see a fullback have 20 try assists 
again. Mm. Just a word on the uh, the coach before we wrap this one up. His uh, his second season now as an NRL coach after doing some good things in the the Northern Hemisphere. Uh, seems like a, a pretty sharp operator, a guy who doesn't get too flustered. What do you what do you think Justin Holbrook's going to bring to the side this year? I love Justin Holbrook. I, I had a short time with him at the Dragons, and I just thought real thinker. Yeah, didn't um, I guess yeah you know, as a player at the time you'd probably share some thoughts and. It wasn't ever a feeling of like I'm the coach, you're the you're the player sort of thing. It was like it was a man to man conversation. So uh, I can see why they're playing like that for him. But the challenge for him, and he would know this, is that hey guys, great last year. <laughs> yeah, why didn't we play like that at the start? We would have potentially been in the finals. So um, yeah, I think that that's his biggest challenge is getting that start right. Three winnable games. Let's go. Let's go one and oh, two and oh, three and oh, and then see what it looks like. Yeah, when we get up against the powerhouse like the Raiders on a Saturday night at 7.30. Prediction time. What do you got for the Titans in 2021? I've got them in the eight. Yeah. Uh, I think they finish eighth because I think there'll be a couple of games there, especially around origin period where if they're going okay, Justin might not back up his young guys mm. and try and push them for the for the back end of the year. Um, and But potentially they could start on fire and be in the top four as well. Mm. Well, I mean, that's a good point. You've got a, quite a few guys who could potentially be involved for, you know, for Fida and Fasua Malawi and... Um, are they the new Are they the new Broncos, CK? Remember the Broncos every year or Melbourne would have... I mean, Melbourne were different because they had three immortals. But are they the new Broncos where they've just got six guys that are just going to play Origin for the next 10 years so they're just going to be depleted through Origin? I don't think it'll be as bad as Brisbane back in the nineties because they would they'd have like twelve or fourteen players, wouldn't they? Yeah. Like, basically, the, the Queensland team. I don't think Titans are going to have quite that sort of level of of headache. But yeah, it's, it's going to be a challenging period for them. There's going to be what three, four, five. Like Fodawaker is another one. Like they, they're going to have a few involved. Sammy Brimson, Tino, David. You know, there, there could be five or six there, but it'd be interesting to watch. All right, though, that should be good this year. I'm on the hype train. Jamie Sauer, thank you for joining us. Cheers, mate.